Bread and water is what we need and what we have in Jesus Christ. He said, come to me and drink. He said, I am the bread of life. Welcome, and thank you for joining us here for the Bread of Life, a listener-supported program of the International Mission, Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Our Christian faith rests in this most basic thing, Christ is all. Let's learn from Him. Let's learn about Him. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. People who have honestly considered the course of their lives are left asking the question, what does it all mean? What is its purpose? If life is just about feeding your appetites or stroking your ego or maintaining your existence, to what end is all of this? It's an honest question that often opens people up to the answer found in the gospel. But if you think the gospel is just about getting to heaven, gaining eternal life, all you may have is that same content, feeding your appetites for eternity, stroking your ego forever and ever, the unending maintaining of your existence, and even that seems to be meaningless, and it certainly is not the gospel. You are saved, but to what purpose have you been saved? So now, let us assume that you've faced the holiness of God. Let us assume that you've seen your own sinfulness, and in fear and desperation you've cried out. Let us assume in that moment that God has come and brought to you redemption and God has conferred upon you or made you holy in himself. God has poured out upon you his Holy Spirit and enwrapped you in that holiness. God has redeemed you. Now what? Now what? Well, what we discover in God's word is that our saving was not God's purpose. He didn't redeem us just to redeem us. He redeemed us from sin and slavery and death And it wasn't just to redeem us from sin and slavery and death. He redeemed us from these things so that His holiness may be our life. That in holiness we may live and for holiness we may live and that we may project out from this standing the holiness of God to others. We were saved to live a holy life. The Christian is called throughout the Word of God to live a holy life. Another way that the Bible describes this is a sanctified life. Anytime when you read the Bible and you read about sanctification or your sanctification or growing in sanctification, you're simply reading a word that is describing or expressing this desire of God that you might be holy in your life, that your life might be an expression of His own holiness conferred upon you. So this morning what I want to do is I just want to answer three questions. And the first question is this. How does the holiness of God find expression in my own personal holiness? How is it that God being holy somehow touches my life and my life in some way gives expression to the holiness of God? We've said that the holiness of God is this complete, inconceivable otherness of God. How in what way can the inconceivable otherness and grandeur and majesty of the holy God be expressed in my life? What I really want to do here is I want to define what it means for us to pursue or follow after personal holiness. You need to understand that you cannot express the holy otherness of God as it pertains to His eternity or His infinity or His unchangeable nature, His immutability or His omnipresence or His self-existence or His self-sufficiency. 
these are things that are true about God and only true about God. He hasn't shared them with us. And so, in a sense, there's, uh, we can't give expression to the complete otherness of God in these ways. This belongs to God alone, but there are attributes of God that He has shared with us. God has made us to share in some measure in certain of His attributes. We call these the communicable attributes of God. I think we've failed to begin to number all of them, but let me give you some of them. Love. We have a capacity to love because we're made in God's image. Goodness. We have a capacity to do, live our lives to the advantage of others because we're made in God's image and God gives Himself for our own advantage. Patience. Kindness. Truthfulness. Purity. Faithfulness. Thoughtfulness. Or reasonableness. Wisdom. Justice. These are traits that we bear because God has made us in His image and these are places and points at which we might give expression to the holiness of God in these areas. God is a moral God with moral attributes and He's made us moral beings capable of enjoying and reflecting His moral nature. And when we let the purity of a sinless and a holy God be magnified through our moral natures, we live out holiness. There's a definition for personal holiness. Personal holiness is when we allow or we yield to the purity and holiness of God to be magnified through our moral beings and our moral natures. That's when we're beginning to live a holy life. In fact, let me give you some other definitions for what personal holiness is. Personal holiness is a life enjoying and reflecting God's Moral majesty. Personal holiness is a life enjoying and reflecting God's moral majesty. Christian holiness, again, is a life lived in the flame of God's pure being and by that flame expressing His moral greatness upon all of those around us. I live a holy life because I choose to, by faith, Dwell in the presence of this holy, burning otherness of God. And as I do, God infuses His life in me and transfuses the power of His life through me to project His holiness through the moral nature that He's given all men and given me. To aspire to live a holy life in this way is an audacious quest. To aspire to live a life in which I dwell and live my life in the presence of this holy other God. And I believe that this God of all holiness can somehow ignite and fuel and burn through me the transmission of His holiness through my choices in obedience to Him. That it might be reflected in the world around me is, is an audacious quest, but it's what God's called us to. God has actually said in redeeming us that He's given us a mission and that mission is to live out His holiness in the world around us. It's audacious because I've seen God as holy and I've seen my utter sinfulness and my fallenness before Him and yet God says that if I'll recognize that He'll redeem me and He'll cleanse me and He'll forgive me and He'll put His life within me and He'll burn His life out through me in order that I might be an expression of His holiness to all around me. God has washed me and God has granted me a new nature and I'm a new man in Him and God has placed His Holy Spirit upon me and God has surrounded me in the holy flame of Christ's own perfect righteousness by faith. And so this unimaginable quest is possible 
because God has given me this unimaginable position and advantage. But now, you got to take advantage of the advantage. you got to live from that position. Now you've got to make it the purpose of your life, and this is God's call upon your life, to live in such a way that you express the glory of His salvation. You proclaim the greatness of His redemption, and you do it by being holy, by growing in the holiness of God. The great benefit to us is as we do this, we know the purpose of our life is to express Him, but the great advantage to us is as we do this, we know God better, and we enjoy God more. Here's a couple other definitions for holiness in a more practical way for you as you try to get your understanding and mind around this. Holiness is living in agreement with God. The Bible says, how can two live together unless they be agreed? How can you live in God's presence? How can you find access to Him and enjoy Him and project Him to others if you're not in agreement with Him? Holiness, personal holiness, is living in agreement with God. Holiness is living your life with a mind and a heart that is one with the mind and heart of God. It's loving what God loves. It's hating what God hates. The person who claims to be a Christian but thinks that this is not the most important thing in his or her life reveals that it's very possible that she or he have yet to come before God and yet to experience the saving, holy power of God in their lives. For God's word says that without holiness, you shall not see God. You see, this This is important. This is of paramount importance to live a holy life. So here's our next question. The next question is, how does the holiness which God saved me by and God wishes to express through me, how does it come to me? In other words, how does personal holiness come to me? work in my life if how is it that this god this holy god gains access to my life in order that he might express that holiness through me continually ongoingly in a holy life how does god's holiness find its way to me remember this we've said this right from the beginning god alone is holy therefore any holiness that you or i have is derived from him it's not our holiness it's his holiness being magnified to us and magnified through us anything that god says is holy is holy only because god puts upon that thing or that individual his holiness because holiness belongs to god alone it comes from him it cannot exist in us apart from god being in us and with us and working through us so what is the pathway through which I receive this expressive holiness of God and live in it and live by it and live it out in the world in which I live. Now I'll take you back to Exodus chapter 19. Remember, when God redeemed Israel and God brought Israel before Mount Sinai, that the first thing that God says to the nation of Israel, these slaves that have just come across the Red Sea and escaped their bondage in Egypt, God says, I redeemed you. I brought you into relationship with myself, is basically what God is saying. Verse 4 of Exodus 19. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. God is saying, I've redeemed you. I've redeemed you. If you go down to verse 6, God tells them why he's redeemed you. 
I have redeemed you for myself that you should be a holy nation. Do you see that? I've redeemed you for myself that you should be a holy nation. There you have God's purpose in saving you, that you would be a holy people, that you might be a holy individual. But now read verse 5. And here you'll see how this holiness is to come to the people of Israel and the pathway which God brings this holiness to them and God would bring His holiness to us so that we might live holy lives. So that it might be said of us that we have been redeemed and that we shall be a holy people. And it's this. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine. Here's the point. Here's the answer to the question, how does, what's the path through which God brings His holiness to us? What's the manner or the doorway that we open up in our lives so that God might bring into our lives a continual expression of His holiness into our lives and from our lives to others? The answer is that the pathway through which God shares with us the active impulses and flame of His holiness is our obedience. God saved you be holy. God saved you in holiness. He redeemed you in holiness. He placed upon you His holiness. But now you're to grow in holiness and live out that holiness and live in that holiness to His glory and for your own joy. And it's to be your experience of Him. Please listen in again to understand how your obedience is the act of faith that interacts and takes hold of God in His holiness. Thanks for listening to The Bread of Life a ministry of the International Outreach and Discipleship Ministry, Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more about our work here and around the world, and to give your support, go to breadoflifeboise.org or cpeonline.org. Until our next time together, may God bless you.